This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods. Welcome back to our celebration of John Williams' 90th birthday, right here on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. John Williams turns 90 years old on February 8th, 2022. This is part two of a mammoth six-part podcast series. During this part, we will be featuring music from 1970 to 1976. Let's continue. We open the program with the brilliant, dramatic first-act finale from Fiddler on the Roof. John Williams' musical adaptation for that film would garner him his first Academy Award victory. We now move on to music from one of the most underrated John Williams masterpieces. When discussing John Williams's greatest accomplishments, the 1971 TV adaptation of Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre has every right to be mentioned alongside Williams classics such as The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and E.T. The score, as pointed out by George Curry in the original LP liner notes, is lyrical, dramatic, and brilliantly expressive. The track we're going to feature for you is the Overture, featuring harp, piano, and harpsichord, leading us into Williams' Thornfield theme. Jane Eyre's theme pops up, and then Williams ends the music with a motif intended for the harsh Lowood institution. Out of all the scores John Williams has composed, this is one of his personal favorites.
That was the overture for the 1970 film Jane Eyre. In 1972, John Williams and director Mark Rydell worked together on their second film, the John Wayne Western, The Cowboys. Wayne plays a father of 11 young boys, and Wayne is an aging cattleman, and he's forced to hire inexperienced teenagers to transport 1,500 cattle across 40 miles of terrain to reach the market. Williams combines the folk-based lyricism and rhythmic style of Aaron Copeland along with his own unmistakable sound in this score. Overture from the Cowboys, released in 1972. While the Cowboys was one of the better scores composed in 1972, it was John Williams's other score in 1972 that would garner him another Academy Award nomination. 
Images was directed by Robert Altman, starring Susanna York, about a schizophrenic woman who loses grip of reality and may be taking murderous turns. The score Williams wrote is possibly his most daring score, an experimental avant-garde composition written mostly for strings, piano, and percussion. The piano parts were actually performed by Williams himself, and the percussion was played exclusively by Stomo Yamashita. Williams stated that he felt in sense that he was writing a percussion concerto with strings.
The Waterfall, and The Final Chapter, from John Williams' 1972 score to Images, arguably one of the most unique and unsettling creations in John Williams' canon. In the same year as Images, John Williams would team up once again with Irwin Allen, this time on The Poseidon Adventure. This film, along with Airport in 1970, ushered in the era of the disaster film. The score mostly conveys the dread and despair of the passengers of the SS Poseidon, which has been toppled over in the middle of the sea by a giant tidal wave. Williams's rumbling low brass main title foreshadows the danger to come. main title from the Poseidon Adventure, released in 1972. In 1973, Burt Reynolds and Sarah Miles starred in the trouble production The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing. One of the film's major casualties was composer Michel Legrand, whose score was rejected when the filmmakers wanted to go in a different direction with the music. John Williams was hired to provide a new score and wrote one in just one week. With the rush schedule, 
Williams cranked out a score that is a mixed bag of Copeland-esque Americana and 70s-style pop rifts and blues. was the catchy main theme from John Williams's 1973 score to the man who loved cat dancing. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network.
Music from the 1973 musical Tom Sawyer, with musical underscore composed, conducted, and adapted by John Williams, with songs by the Sherman Brothers. That was the finale cue. The last score from 1973 was Williams' third collaboration with Mark Rydell, the James Caan drama Cinderella Liberty. The score is romantic and melodic. It's a tuneful score, which includes this silky, jazzy love theme with world-renowned Tootstelements on harmonica. That was the track, Nice to Be Around, from the 1973 film, Cinderella Liberty. Nineteen seventy-four turned out to be the most important year of John Williams' career. 
That year, he met the up-and-coming wunderkind, director Steven Spielberg, who for the past few years had been cutting his teeth in episodic television and TV movies, most notably the 1972 masterpiece, Duel. When Spielberg was offered his first film, he immediately thought about hiring the composer of The Reavers and The Cowboys, two scores written by John Williams that made a huge impression on the young Steven Spielberg. When Williams was hired, Spielberg wanted a huge, traditional Hollywood symphonic score to accompany the wild car chases in the film. But Williams rejected that idea and instead suggested something much different, a small orchestra and a harmonica.
That was conductor Eric Kunzel, along with the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra, performing the main theme from the Sugarland Express, composed by John Williams in 1974. As mentioned earlier in the program, John Williams teamed up with Irwin Allen in 1972 to score The Poseidon Adventure. The film triggered the disaster film craze, and before being known as the composer of Hollywood blockbusters, John Williams was the disaster film music specialist. Williams would work on three disaster films in the 1970s, two of them produced by Allen, the aforementioned The Poseidon Adventure, and 1974's The Towering Inferno in which Williams wrote one of his most memorable main title pieces, a soaring, heroic theme that accompanies a helicopter flight over San Francisco.
the main title from The Towering Inferno, released in 1974. That same year, John Williams would work on Earthquake, starring Charlton Heston, Ava Gardner, George Kennedy, and was written by Mario Puzo. John Williams' score incorporated jazz sensibilities and chilling orchestral textures, two aspects of film scoring he was very comfortable with. That was the main title from Earthquake. On the air and streaming on the web since 1996, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. A year later, in 1975, John Williams reteamed with Steven Spielberg for the ultimate blockbuster of its time, Jaws. All it took were two notes, and John Williams single-handedly made you afraid to go in the water.
When William saw the first cut of Jaws, he thought it was brilliant, and it floored him. He said that he had never worked on something this brilliant before. While Steven Spielberg's instincts for the score was something along the lines of Williams' own images, Williams instead played Spielberg a simple EF bassline. Spielberg's first instinct was actually to laugh at that, but Williams kept playing around with the idea until it finally clicked with Spielberg. The audience would get a really good idea for just how horrifying Williams' music was during the terrifying opening scene where Chrissy Watkins goes skinny dipping in the ocean. While treading water, Spielberg cuts to an underwater shot and Williams introduces a strummed harp and glistening piano to signify the twinkling water. With a low note in the brass, ominous strings creep in and then disappear. And what's left is the chopping EF, EF notes from the basses. As Chrissy is bitten, John Williams pours on some of the most violent music of his career. That was Chrissy's death from the 1975 masterpiece, Jaws. The score would garner John Williams, his second Academy Award win, and his first for Best Original Score. Up next is an obscure score written for director Clint Eastwood called The Iger Sanction. It's a mountain-climbing thriller which also starred Eastwood in the leading role. Williams' score combined jazz and dramatic symphonic music, which is centered around a catchy jazz-flavored main theme.
the theme from the Iger Sanction, released in 1975. You're listening to The Flagship Show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network with your host, Eric Woods. The only original musical John Williams ever wrote was called Thomas and the King, based on the life of Thomas Beckett. Williams would supply the music, James Harbert the lyrics. I usually have nothing but praise for John Williams' music, but this one is a bit of a misstep. I can't say that Williams is in fine form here, but just out of curiosity, here's an excerpt from Thomas and the King from a 1981 recording of the score. John Williams's music from the musical Thomas and the King, which premiered October 16, 1975. That was the track, The Processional. In 1976, John Williams worked on Arthur Penn's Western, The Missouri Breaks, starring Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson. Williams provided the film with a small score, highlighted by two major themes. The first features a pulsating electric bass guitar with low-end harmonica. The second is a gentle love theme, written for solo guitar, electric harpsichord, and harmonica.
the love theme, and the main theme from The Missouri Breaks, written in 1976. That same year, Alfred Hitchcock's last film, Family Plot, was released. Williams was honored to work with the legendary director, who had worked with some of the finest Hollywood film composers, including his long collaboration with Bernard Herrmann. But before Williams could accept the job, he had to consult with the legendary composer of Psycho, Vertigo, and North by Northwest first. Even though Herman and Hitchcock's partnership ended with Hitchcock's rejection of Herman's score to Torn Curtain, Williams still sought the master composer's approval. Here is John Williams's theme from Family Plot from the original soundtrack recording. That's it for part two of our six-part tribute to composer John Williams. On the next episode, will feature music from one of the most fruitful eras in John Williams' career, 1977-1986, including selections from Star Wars, Superman the Movie, Dracula, The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, NBC News, and many more. My name is Eric Woods. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. And until next time, take care, wherever you are in this world, and happy listening.
Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the show, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter, at Cinematic Sound on Facebook, and from wherever you're listening to us today, please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. Reviews help introduce potential new listeners to the show. While you're at it, head over to TeePublic to find yourself a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net. <laughs>